Welcome to the Boss Podcast. This podcast provides today's sellers with sales tactics that will help them to reach their goals. Your host, Mark McGinnis, brings you diverse guests, high-quality discussion, and valuable insights on every single show. Mark is the author of Tactical Pipeline Growth, as well as an in-demand sales trainer and coach for B2B companies all over the world. If you want to be better at outbound sales, you're definitely in the right place. Now let's get into the podcast. Welcome to the Boss Podcast. I'm Mark McGuinness. And if you're a salesperson looking for ideas on how to book meetings and make sales, then you're in the right place. Tom Boston is our guest today, and he has just been promoted to the social sales evangelist for Sales Loft. He's a truly funny guy, as well as a switched-on sales professional. In this episode, we talk about Tom's recent move into the training space. He's training people on social after a number of years as a successful, high-performing SDR. We also get all the breakdown on some of those numbers that he was able to achieve, just how many appointments, et cetera, did he did all those great videos and that great content create for him. So we get a bit of a look underneath the hot hood there as well. Of course, he also shares some super ideas about what salespeople, us, should be doing right now to stand out from the crowd. And there, you'll notice there's some really similar themes here, but they're delivered with a little bit of a twist. So they're a little bit different. One of them was very different, in fact, and that was to be honest and upfront with people that you're trying to sell them something. Not something we've heard on this before. But hey, before we jump into this episode, let me give you something for free just for listening to this podcast. If you want to get access to some sales skills or sales tactics for free, that's 100% A-OK. All you need to do is jump across to my LinkedIn profile. And first of all, if we're not connected, then hey, let's connect. And you'll see right there in my featured section, there are always some great things absolutely free for you to grab and download, things that you can put to work straight away. It could be free training, an infographic, or maybe some downloads or whatever. If you want something more often, then your best bet is to subscribe to my fortnightly newsletter where I share the best sales strategies I found during that two-week period. I don't spam you. It's one email a fortnight, every two weeks, nothing more. I currently have over a 1,000 sales professionals getting that as of today. Feel free to join them and me on that mailing list. To gain access to the newsletter, all you need to do is go to markmc.co and sign up there. Now, Let's jump into the show with Tom Boston from Sales Loft. Welcome to the Boss Podcast. Today is a very, very big episode indeed. Today we have no other than Mr. Tom Boston from Sales Loft on the show. Tom, thanks for coming on and welcome to the show. Great to be on. I'm, I'm glad we found some time to connect. We've been speaking for a while, right, on LinkedIn? Yeah, well, you're hard to ignore on LinkedIn, Tom. <laughs> you're, you're everywhere. Well, at least you're always in my feed. For those, People who might have been living under a rock. Tom is absolutely hilarious and he makes these great little sales comedy, sales-based comedy video clips. I'm not even sure if that's the right description. But, you know, on top of that, you're a a genuine sales professional, renowned social seller and a very, very funny lad. They are by far one of the highest quality pieces of content that I think you see on LinkedIn. And when I say quality, I don't mean production quality. I mean, like, just valuable learning content that make you laugh. And there's not a lot of that, mate. So, well done on that. And as I was saying in the, in the lead up, I've been very guilty of using your gatekeeper training video to train my salespeople on, on gatekeeper strategies. I often get maybe 10 or, or 15 Australians who will, will add me at the same time on LinkedIn and say, we, we, we just, we've just spoken to Mark and he, he played me your video. 
So thank you so much for flying the sales loft flag and the Tom Boston flag on the other side of the world. It's 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 pretty cool. Well deserved, mate. I mean, I certainly wouldn't be promoting you if, if it was rubbish. So, but speaking of promotions and promoting, Tom, you've got news, haven't you? So you're currently the social sales. Is it evangelist? Yeah, so the, the the new role is called social sales evangelist, and I do get a lot of people saying, "Ah, oh, that sounds that sounds great." Well, what what do you do, <laughs> right? Which is uh, which, <laughs> yeah, which is which is understandable. So for those who who don't know, I've I've just been in in an SDR role at Sales Loft, so kind of lead gen outbound sales for for about two years, and as we've already touched on, during that time, I started to create some content and really start to build my personal brand on LinkedIn. And SalesLoft were, were very kind in working with me to create a role to really excel that. So the, the role in a nutshell is I'm going to be uh, continuing to create content, and there's lots of exciting projects to come. Uh, so if you've not followed me yet on LinkedIn, this is the time because there's some really great things in the pipeline. Um, I'm also going to be delivering workshops to SalesLoft customers on things like social selling working with our sales loft team internally as well who want to build their personal brand to to have some uh, internal influences which I'm really excited about and I'm also going to be helping out with the sales loft social channels which is a, a little bit new for me but again something I'm really interested in so it's uh, it's kind of the perfect role and I I feel very um, very honored that they've created that for me and really excited to see where I can take it in the in the future I'm about I'm about 3 weeks in I'm just kind of ramping up to it at the moment. That's really exciting. So you've, it sounds like you've got more of a training role now than what you you had before. So before, obviously, you were, you were very customer-focused, weren't you? You were, you were trying to set meetings as an SDR. That's fantastic to see, and I think it's very just rewards. Well done. I think what happened was I was kind of doing the training during my SDR time anyway, right? So I would I would have these discovery calls with my prospects, and we talked about sales loft. Of course we did. Book the demo. Of course I did. It's my, it's my role, right? They'd also want to know about LinkedIn and they want to know about the content and they want to know about, well, what, how many inbounds are you getting and how did you start and how can my team? It was kind of a conversation I was having on a weekly basis anyway. So we kind of looked at that and thought, well, that's really, really important to the sales organizations across the world in 2021, right? In this new world of digital selling, social, personal brand, it's going to be right at the heart of, like, of what they're interested in. So yeah, like why not? Why not kind of delve into that and, and work with them to to help build that? So yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, makes perfect sense. You had a history with HubSpot as well, didn't you? So you've got a bit of a you know, it's not like you've just a social blow in. You've been active for some time, I imagine. Is that right? Um, Hootsuite. Hootsuite. What HubSpot. did I say? Hub somebody else. HubSpot. I beg your pardon. I was at Hootsuite for yeah, nearly two years. So yeah, I've I've kind of been in the world of social media for for a while, if you like. Yeah. Okay, that's great to know. So. I want to know the answers to those questions that as well. Like, do, how much inbound did you get? Like, how much did it help you? Like, I mean, they're entertaining. You're getting enormous amounts of views and likes and, you know, you probably know the numbers. Maybe you can share some of those in case people don't know. And were you getting inbound? Like, did it work for you? Yeah, I mean, not at the beginning. You know, to be completely honest with you, it was a bit of a, it was a, bit of a shaky start and I kind of had to find my feet a little bit. I think one thing I was really conscious of doing was was not, asking people to book some time in my calendar as part of that content, right? So it was almost like I felt like I maybe was doing myself a disservice. Like I'm putting this effort into making a, a piece of content and I'm doing a funny video, but there's no like there's no bit at the end that says, and if you enjoyed that, 
why don't you buy sales loft? You know, because I was kind of like, well, if there's not that at the end, then what is the what is the point, right? Because I was really thinking, well, I need to get some some results from this really quickly. I need to be able to say to my manager, well, well, actually, this video got two meetings and this video got me three meetings. But I realized that, look, pe- you know, people in sales, if anything, they're more switched on than the rest, right? They can they can smell it a mile off. And people know when they're being sold to, right? It's really obvious. So I was like, okay, let's actually just put entertainment at the beginning and let's make sure that box is ticked straight away. That's something I do with all of my videos. I think, would I watch it? Would it make me smile? Would it maybe make me laugh? Would it make me engage? So I try, I try and get that right before anything else. And then on a layer underneath, I try and go, well, can I add some value about sales loft? Can I maybe educate the region about sales engagement? Or maybe can I promote an event or, or something like that? And yeah, I, I don't kind of put a call to action, right? And I think that was really important. And that's a, a kind of piece of advice I would give to a lot of reps is um, don't worry too much about trying to get people to come to you because if, you, if you're consistent in what you do, eventually, and I, and I do use that word properly, eventually, you will start to see those leads kind of trickle through. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like I've spent a lot of the last year and a half telling people to slow down to speed up the process, you know, like so stop running to, to the ask. You know, and just letting the relationship or the communication go through its three or four or five steps. And at the end, the ask will be much easier or much more obvious. And it won't feel like it's being, you know, you're not trying to manipulate or trick somebody into taking a meeting or having a conversation because it just becomes the obvious next step. And I think that's exactly what you're saying. So that's great to hear. Would be surprised if at least some, there was someone there in sales loft or in the back of your mind saying, I've got to put a call to action on this. You know, I've got to put something in here so that they can see that I've. <laughs> trying to earn my wage here. It must have been very, very tempting. So you did, did a pretty good job. <laughs> People can see see right through it, right? But I think that like actually building a brand and and making your prospect familiar with who you are was how I kind of saw my success. Because I think what people kind of maybe don't realize is I was really actively using a prospecting multi-channel approach on my prospects whilst kind of building building the brand. And I, f- I feel like a lot of time people would connect the dots and be like, oh yeah, I think I think I recognize your voice. I recognize your name. Or maybe I did see a video of yours six months ago and then you left me a voicemail and I've had an email from you. And it's kind of that thing of trying to not be a stranger because I used to cold call people in a role years ago and it was literally their number and, and their name. And the first thing they would hear from me is, hello, my name's Tom. You know, they don't have a clue who I am. I'm trying to sell them you know, whatever it was, like gas or electricity, when I, you know, back in the day. And I used to hate that. It used to be the worst part of my day. So then I, uh, you know, as I moved on in my career, and especially with sales, I thought, well, wouldn't it be great to get to a stage where actually, by the time I got on the phone to someone, they may be aware of me, and maybe they've seen some of the content, or they've definitely seen some of the prospecting that I've done, which is personalized throughout, and make them more likely to, to kind of have that conversation with me. And yeah, it worked, right? I remember bringing up some people, you know, and they would be like, yeah, I, I know who you are. <laughs> you know, let's, let's have a, a conversation, which I thought, well, this is great. This is, this is like the, the way to do it, right? It's almost, uh, you know, almost like cracked, cracked cold calling because you've kind of turned it into a warm phone call because they've seen some of your activity. Um, don't get me wrong. Still plenty of people that I call <laughs> say, I don't have a clue who you are. Never seen anything you've ever done. Please never call me again. 
So that, well, that <laughs> that's exactly right. So, but that's the familiarity bias that you're talking about there, right? So, the more I see you, the more, and I see you in a non-threatening way. Eventually, I'm going to like you, and I'm going to take that phone call, or I'm going to have that conversation. And even if it's a no, the no is going to be so much softer. It's going to be Tom. Love that you've been talking to me for six months. What was that video you put out this morning? There was some something. It takes two. Was it? No, what was it? There's something else. This was me miming to Simply Red, which was, right. which was, yeah, when you've been prospecting, yeah, you've been prospecting someone for six months and they, and they still don't know who you are. And it was me doing, yeah, if you don't know me by now, you will never, ever know me. <laughs> but I mean, the, the underlying point there is, you know, if you're across multiple channels and the content is engaging, then there's a higher chance that you're going to be familiar and much more likely for people to engage with you in a positive way. So it's a great sales play. It really is. So I just want to jump back to the, some of those. Can you run some of the, share some of the stats, like the views, the likes, and the, you know, the, the meetings that you, I'm assuming that you did get meetings from all of that content, did you? Yeah. I mean, it's something people always want to know, right? Especially in sales, like, you know, how, what are the metrics? What are the numbers? And I would love to be able to jump onto these and be like, well, if you do, if you do a video a week for two years, you'll make this much money. Uh, or, or you'll book this many meetings, but it's, it's kind of tough for me to do that. I think that like the engagement on some of the videos has been really high, and, and again, I'm I'm always kind of blown away by that. I've got videos that have done you know a hundred thousand views, and I, I'm I'm kind of sat there thinking, well, I'm filming them here in my in my dining room, you know, or I'm having I'm having fun kind of writing these comedy scripts, and I'm getting that really high engagement, and they're being seen by people around the world and it it kind of yeah it still blows my mind to this day right so like that side of things is fantastic but the best part of doing it for me was when i would just get a dm from someone that would say uh, hey tom we're we're ready to look at at sales loft can we can we have a conversation right so it's kind of like they'd they'd chosen to speak to me first rather than to maybe yeah book a demo through the website or whatever They'd, they'd kind of wanted to engage with with me and yeah i did have a steady stream of those coming through i think Towards the end of my SDR role, I would probably attribute about 30% of my meetings towards inbound leads on LinkedIn. That's a great share, Tom. That's fantastic. And congratulations. Is your outreach getting you labeled as a spammer? What once worked in B2B outbound doesn't work anymore. The goalposts have moved, and so must your approach to sales. Sure, you might land the odd conversation or even a reply to an odd cold email. But is it scalable? Will it provide you with enough revenue to hit your yearly goals? Having worked with sales teams all over the world, we see what works and what doesn't. Our new POW coaching program provides sellers with access to the very best training available today. It doesn't matter if you're a team of 50 or a team of one. We have flipped traditional sales training on its head and allow you to learn in your own time and still get the important coaching help that you need. Grab all the details at markmc.com slash pow. So I've got to ask, and there probably won't be an easy answer. How do you come up with these crazy ideas in the first place? (laughs) It's a tough one. You know, sometimes the ideas, they just come to me in in a moment of inspiration and I think, how could I not film this video? And there's other times where I'm sat there going, what on earth am I doing this week? You know, it's a tough one. But I think where I'm quite lucky is I've, I've been in B2B sales for five years. And I've kind of, I've kind of like almost, almost seen it all, right? I've had like every response 
I've been through every scenario. I've been through all the training and I kind of can, can really draw on my experience and then bring that to life, right? Because the, I think the best kind of content for me anyway, and this works for me, is when I put something out there and people in sales watch it and go, ah, oh, 100%, like that is spot on. I've had that conversation with my manager. I've had that conversation with a prospect. We've literally done this sketch in real life as part of a discovery and it just resonates and like hits home. So yeah, I, I draw on... I draw on my personal experience of what it's been like for me in sales, but then things will things will happen to me, right? Uh, in like real time, and I'll I'll make a note of them. You know, we're living in a remote world at the moment, and we <laughs> I was on a call, and one of the team at Salesloft were constantly going, "When are we going back to the office? You know, when when are we when are we returning? When when are we going back to the office? I, I miss the office," and I just kind of wrote it down. I thought there's a video there, right? So it's the guy who who just is desperate to return to the office and then I did a video on him kind of creating an office environment at home so like doing a fake commute around the kitchen and all that kind of stuff right I'll just draw on my own experience but then things that like happen to me as I'm going along well, we're still going to see videos now that you're in your new role are you not going to stop doing that stuff surely <laughs> the great thing is we're all really in sales even if you're part of the marketing team you know you're We've all got kind of one common goal, which is to build brand awareness and, you know, let people know about, for, for us, the amazing sales loft platform that we've, that we've got to offer. And I'm going to be working so closely with the sales teams here at Sales Loft and the sales teams of our customers that I'm sure I'll still have those moments of inspiration. So yeah, I've not, I've not quite run out of ideas yet. And I'm sure this new role will, if anything, bring up much more content to come. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. So shall we try and help a few sales folks with some ideas? What do you think? Yeah, that sounds good to me. Let's add, let's add some value, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think, you know, the top two or three things, you know, if we're an SDR or an AE or we call them um, BDMs, so business development managers over here in APAC, BDM, SDR, if you're out there trying to set meetings, what are some of the things, a couple of the things that we should be trying to do, man? What's your top two or three tips? What always worked for me was personalization right at the heart of the prospecting, but that was really targeted towards their persona and really focused on like what their interests were. So a lot of sales reps, and I did this in the past, would try to learn as much as they possibly can about the company and then approach a prospect almost as an expert, right? If there's someone prospecting me, they'd be like, I know this about sales loft. I know that about sales loft. I can tell you X, Y, Z. And really, you're never going to know as much about someone's organization as they do, right? So I kind of dropped that and thought, well, I'm, I'm not going to kind of pretend to be an expert in their industry or on their organization because you know what? I'm not. And they know, they know that straight, straight away. So there's no point in me trying to, <laughs> trying to pretend. But what I do is I'd go, well, what I can do is, is maybe try to connect with them on a human level. So I jump on their social media and I try and find something that we had a common interest in. Twitter is really good for that. I remember a lot of the prospecting I did was just based on the bio of someone's Twitter account because it told me five things about them. I could see who they were following, what they tweeted recently, and I would just go, well, here we go. You know, I can make them a 30, 60 second video, which is going to really resonate with them because I'm being told so much about them just from their social media presence. And even if I didn't know, let's say someone's Twitter is all about golf. I don't know a thing about golf, but I can reference that when I'm prospecting them, 
right? I can make them aware that I've never twang got a golf club in my in my life. But again, it just lets people's guard down a little bit and it just lets them, them know, look, there's a real person trying to get hold of me rather than here's a sales rep trying to blag that he knows about, you know, annual revenue is what our targets are for next year. Because again, that's the same tune that everyone is playing for me. I try to be different. And that's something I would really advocate for, for sales reps, right? To be different and to stand out. So personalization to the person, not by persona, not by the company. Actually look that one step deeper. Look for something for each individual. Yeah, I think people like compliments, right? And that never really goes the way. And you can compliment someone's someone's company and you know, you can you can look like you're an expert and you can say nice things. But you know, what better way to to kind of make someone smile or, or to think, well, this guy might be worth the time than going, I just saw what you tweeted three days ago. I absolutely love that. I was doing the same thing or like I've got a connection. You know, it just opens that up and it doesn't work for everyone. But I, I found personally it worked for the majority because again, people like compliments, people like to talk to people and people like to talk about things they're interested in. And social is where you where you talk about that most. It's funny you should say Twitter. Because in the last 12 months, I've reactivated myself. I mean, I didn't close my account. You know, and so many times we hear people saying, oh, I saw you post this on LinkedIn as the opening of their outreach, right? But as soon as you mention Twitter, it's almost like a completely, it's, you know, it's literally the same line, right? But you say Twitter, like no one's saying Twitter, right? So just saying, hey, I was, I was, I happened to be on Twitter and I noticed this, therefore that. And you're like, oh, okay. So you've been to Twitter, not just LinkedIn. Even just that can be enough of a... A pattern interrupt for people to go, what? He hasn't said LinkedIn or she hasn't said LinkedIn. That's right. And people are much more likely to post a picture of what they did at the weekend on Twitter than they are on, on LinkedIn. So you can really get an idea and an understanding of like who they are as a person. And yeah, I think sales reps should start just start doing that straight away. It worked for me. Love it. Okay. So another plug for Twitter. I'll tell you what, we're going to have everybody <laughs> off LinkedIn and on the Twitter with the way this podcast is going. Okay. What else? What's your second tip? Video for me is crucial. Not only the video content that I'm putting out online, but my, my video prospecting. It's not something I'd done a lot of before I joined Sales Loft. I'd kind of tried it at other organizations. It was one of those things of uh, someone sent us a video at a company I was working for, my manager, without any training, said, start doing video today, you know? And it was kind of like, okay. okay. <laughs> and obviously that, that didn't work. But at Sales Loft, we had some great training around what does good video prospecting look like and how do we stand out from the crowd in our prospects inbox? And I really had a lot of fun making those personalized, maybe, yes, 30 to 60 second videos and um, which gave them a little snapshot into who who I am and why they should take a meeting with me. I really enjoyed doing those. And again, it's it's something that's really worked for me as part of my multi-channel approach. Video is right at the heart of it. And it's something that I lean into a lot because I just enjoy that part of the role. And just out of interest, with the video piece, do you send that as your first outreach or like second, third, fifth, 29? <laughs> I'm joking about the 29 people. Don't send, don't send 29 emails to your clients. Don't do that. The video prospecting email that my prospects used to get from me was the second step of my cadence. So the very first thing I would do is I'd reach out to them on LinkedIn and I'd tell them they're going to get a video email from me and to look out for it. And then they would get that as a follow-up that kind of same day. I would be honest with them when I connected on LinkedIn that I was going to try and sell to them. 
because again, there's nothing worse than hey, let's just let's just connect. You know, we've got we've got mutual friends. Let I just want to connect, and then when you do connect, and now let's yeah, this is the selling part. Where Here's the I video. Like, Look, I'm I'm sending you a video this afternoon, right? And I'd also tell them that I make kind of weekly content. Let's connect. Look out for the video, and then they would get that video email that very same day. So yeah, it was it was step two of my of my cadence. Okay, that's good to know. Obviously, video has been really strong for you, and I, and I think it works really well for you. I've found it's actually just lost its little shine in the last six months or so. I don't know whether that's because more people are doing it. My, my theory is that people become more security conscious with lots of people working from home, so the firewalls are set higher or lower. I'm not sure what that. But, you know, anyway, it's harder to get those types of files and links through and therefore the engagement rate's gone down. Is that something that you've noticed? I think especially in, in the EMEA region, probably when I started at Salesloft two years ago, you could book a meeting just off the novelty of the fact that you'd sent someone a video, right? It's kind of like, wow, I, I've, never, I've never seen this in my inbox before. This looks great. You know, just based on that solely, let's have a conversation. And um, now we've kind of caught up a little bit and we're seeing that kind of more and more, which again, if anything, and it's great for us here at Salesloft because that's exactly what we do, it kind of shows how important a multi-channel approach is, right? Because you can't just rely on video emails. You need to combine that with with call, with social, and to have that kind of pronged approach to kind of doing so. So yeah, I would agree with you there, Mark. I think that like the, the kind of novelty has worn off a little bit. And now it's more like, how do I start to think about what I'm actually saying in the video rather than I've made you a, a 30 second video and I've put your, I've put your name on the screen. So now let's, that's kind of worth your time, right? You actually have to go, well, I still need to add value. I still need to be personalized and I need to speak to them where they're at, right? Because not everyone checks their emails. And as you've touched on firewalls, you know, link, broken links, all this kind of stuff. And um, you actually need to, to kind of combine that and use that multi-channel to be successful. Yeah, completely agree. I'm a big omni-channel fan. So have you got one more tip up your sleeve for, for our lucky listeners? Three is the magic number. You've always got to give them three tips, right? Isn't it? I would say, <laughs> and again, you need to be kind of confident in what you're doing, I think, to pull this off. But my tip would be complete openness and honesty with your prospects when you're selling. Because you don't realize how much people respect that. I think there's a lot of people who kind of have been in sales for many years and there's that kind of connotation or, or reputation, should I say, with like, you know, salespeople are like slimy and they're like, they're just trying to get you money and, you know, they just want to sell you something and like fleece you, right? And, you know, I've seen that in the, in the past in, in my career and, I, and I, I've had like toxic environments where it's like that as well. But I think if you're at a place where you're going, look, I genuinely believe in like what I'm selling and I know that it adds value to maybe myself or my clients and I actually want to just kind of spread the word of that and and, and speak to as many people about how and why just to be open and honest when you're reaching out to people and saying look yeah I'm a salesperson I'm trying to sell something to you this is how much it costs this is why it works for me can we have a conversation right rather than that kind of idea of skirting around I think a lot of people try to skirt around the sales bit of the kind of prospecting. So maybe they'll kind of try and disguise it with a white paper or maybe they'll, you know, they'll sense the, they'll send something else and they'll also <laughs> maybe do you want to buy, right? But I think like just honesty and a direct approach is something that I know has worked for me. And again, I didn't have the confidence to do that early in my career, but I found that as I've moved on, 
and I've kind of, yeah, I don't know, I don't know about older and wiser, but maybe <laughs> older and uh, longer in the tooth. I don't know. Maybe just trying to cut out the bit where you, you kind of have those conversations that don't go anywhere. Um, I just kind of go, well, I'm just going to be straight to the point. And I'm just going to be like, yeah, I mean, sales, I'm trying to sell. Let's see if we can find, find some common ground and, and talk that through. Uh, so yeah, honesty is the best policy. Is that a tip, Mark? I don't know if that's a tip. Well, I tell you what, I absolutely love it. And I think this is where a lot of people, a lot of salespeople really start to go wrong. If you think about the scripts and the emails that people write, it, it comes across like I'm trying to trip Tom into taking a meeting. Like, you know, how can I present myself in a way that I'm not selling something when clearly you are? And that's where I think people find it really difficult and challenging, you know, because they're breaking their levels of authenticity. They're not being authentic. And when you start to be somebody that you're not, guess what? You start to fail because it's a lot harder than when just being the person you really are. So I don't know that anyone said it the way that you've said it before, Tom, but I, I think that's really interesting. That's a great one. I really like it. Normally at these, this juncture, Tom, I would say, so Tom, would you like to connect with some um, Australian and APAC salespeople and how would they like to do that? But I'm guessing you're going to say LinkedIn and it's too late because you've already sent most of your clients to me anyway, Mark. Yeah. I mean, if there's anyone left in Australia that you've not showed my videos to and they would like <laughs> to see more, if you search Tom Boston on LinkedIn, there's not a lot of bald um, ginger bearded blokes on there called Tom Boston. So yeah, I should be quite easy to find. But yeah, you know, give me a follow because there's some great content to come. And as you'll see, I'm having a lot of fun on that platform at the moment. This is true. It's hard not to smile and laugh when you watch some of Tom Boss's content, which is not something that you can say about a lot of people's content. So Tom, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. I'm very grateful. Please keep putting out that great content because I love it. And, you know, all my clients love it. And I think you're making a really big, valuable difference to lots and lots of people. So please keep doing that. And congratulations to Salesloft for having the brains to give you the position that they have. Mate, thanks for coming on the Boss Podcast. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for your kind words. It's been a hoot. Thank you so much. How would you like an electronic copy of Tactical Pipeline Growth sent directly to you for free? You see, I need a little help and I'm prepared to swap you for it. All you have to do is leave us an honest review on Apple Podcasts as it would really help other listeners to find us and it helps us find more great guests in the future. And of course, the better the guests, the better the sales strategies will we get. The good news is it'll only take about 60 seconds to do and you can probably access the review function directly from the device you're using right now to listen to us. I'd really appreciate it. Simply leave us a review and then screenshot that and send it to me either via DM on LinkedIn or directly through my email and I'll send you a copy of the book straight away. So that's it for this show. Catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.